This is the Texas Brave and Strong podcast. Bragging rights. Texans can claim an impressive list of things to brag about, what we call bragging rights. Things like the biggest, the first, the only, etc. Let's take a look at six things for which Texans rightly brag. Brag number one. Texas is the first and only state to be an independent nation before becoming a state. From 1836 until 1846, when the actual transfer of governance took place, Texas was a republic with Sam Houston as its president. Texas is also the only state to enter the United States by treaty instead of by territorial annexation. As part of the annexation agreement, Texas negotiated the right to fly its flag at the same height as the U.S. Stars and Stripes. In addition, the 1845 Joint Congressional Resolution admitting Texas to the U.S. allows for the state to break itself up into a total of five states, should it choose to do so. The actual language in the document says, New states of convenient size, not exceeding four in number in addition to said state of Texas, and having sufficient population, may hereafter, by consent of said state, be formed out of the territory thereof, which shall be entitled to admission under the provisions of the federal constitution. In plain language, this provision makes Texas the only state that can divide itself into a total of five new states without anyone's permission, and the U.S. would have to accept the states as part of the Union. Brag number two. Here's another less well-known brag. In 1870, the city of Waco built the longest single-span suspension bridge west of the Mississippi. Measuring 475 feet in length, the bridge, which still exists, spans the Brazos River, and upon completion became a popular river crossing for people and for the cattle being driven up the Chisholm Trail to market. The toll for cattle was a nickel per head, and the toll taker kept count. Cowboy shouts of line them up and move them across would echo over the water. Still in operation today, one can cross the fully restored toll-free pedestrian bridge between Indian Spring Park on the west side of the river to Martin Luther King Jr. Park on the east side of the Brazos. But remember, it's a long suspension bridge and it swings and sways, which is why children crossing the bridge to school in the early 1900s dubbed it the Swinging Bridge. And they bragged, about how much they could make it swing. Brag number three. Yee-haw! Here's an important brag. The world's first rodeo, and no, 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 it's not pronounced rodeo, was held in Pecos, Texas on July 4, 1883, starting a Texas tradition of Fourth of July rodeos that is still followed today across the state. Back in 1883, the town of Pecos had the good fortune to be located at the point where two major cattle trails, the Chisholm Trail and the Goodnight Loving Trail, converged and crossed the Butterfield stage route. Pecos quickly became a supply town for nearby ranches and for herds being driven across the trails to market. The law west of the Pecos 
kept things pretty quiet, but cowboys can be competitive. Two cowhands, Trey Wyndham and Morg Livingston, decided they'd meet for a roping and riding competition. Other cowboys got the word and wanted to participate as well. A time and place was set. A crowd gathered from town and the surrounding ranches, and rodeoing was born. Another Texas first. Who won the riding and roping contests? Well, Wyndham and Livingston each won an event. So next time you attend a rodeo, tip your hat in memory of two top cowhands who started one of Texans' favorite pastimes, rodeoing. Brag number four. Here's a brag about flags. If you've ever been to the Six Flags theme park, you already know that Texas is the only state to have had the flags of six different countries fly over it. Can you name them? If you said Spain, France, Mexico, the Republic of Texas, the Confederate States, and the United States, you'd be right. Although six flags have flown over Texas, eight changes of government have occurred, beginning with Spanish rule from 1519 to 1685, French rule from 1685 to 1690, Spanish rule again from 1690 to 1821, and Mexican rule from 1821 to 1836. Following the Texas Revolution, the Republic of Texas reigned from 1836 until annexation to Texas in 1845. In 1861, Texans voted to abrogate the state's annexation to the U.S., effectively seceding, and then voted to join the Confederacy. In 1870, Texas again became officially part of the U.S. Brag number five. Here's a tall brag. The iconic 302-foot-tall Texas State Capitol building was built in 1888 with a dome which is 14 feet taller than that of the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Located on a 22-acre park in Austin, the Capitol building stands in sharp contrast to the state's first Capitol building, a small two-room log cabin. Construction of the current capital began with the laying of the 12,000-pound sunset red granite cornerstone in March of 1885. The stone bears an engraving seal of the Texas and holds a zinc box time capsule from the period. Initially, the plan was to cover the building in limestone, but the limestone had a high iron content and was prone to rust. Instead, the owners of Granite Mountain donated a huge amount of sunset red granite to the state, requiring an almost two-and-a-half-mile extension of the Austin and Northwestern Railroad in order to transport the stone from the mountain to the building site. Construction of the building was paid for with a grant of nearly three million acres of land. Located in the panhandle of Texas, the land became the XIT, 10 in Texas Ranch. More about that in another blog post. Over a 1,000 workmen built the nearly 360,000 square feet of floor space, encompassing 400 rooms and 900 windows. How would you like to have that window-washing contract? 
Topping the building's dome is a statue of the Goddess of Liberty, designed by the building's Michigan architect, Elijah E. Myers. When it was completed in 1888, the new Texas Capitol was the seventh largest building in the world. Apart from its size, the beauty of the building still gives Texas bragging rights. Brag number six. Here's another first in the world brag. Texas's homestead laws. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm really going to brag about laws. Following the Texas Revolution, the new government was eager to attract more citizens and to make Texas a country of homeowners. To help accomplish this goal, the Texas legislature, under the leadership of President Lamar, enacted two different homestead laws. The first was designed to continue the existing policy of liberal land grants to settlers. The second was a homestead law that was the first of its kind in the entire world. It was designed to protect a household against seizure for debt. While it was counter to English common law, the Texas Homestead Act was probably influenced by Spanish-Mexican law, which provided a debtor a small amount of personal property. When the Homestead Act was enacted in January of 1836, here's what it said. Be it enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the Republic of Texas in Congress assembled, that from and after passage of this act, there shall be reserved to every citizen or head of family in the Republic 50 acres of land or one town lot, including his or her homestead, and improvements not exceeding $500 in value. All household and kitchen furniture, provided it does not exceed in value $200. All implements of husbandry, provided they shall not exceed $200 in value. All tools, apparatus, and books belonging to the trade or profession of any citizen. Five milk cows, one yoke of work oxen or one horse, 20 hogs, and one year's provisions and that all laws and parts of laws contravening or opposing the provisions of this act are hereby repealed, provided the passage of this act shall not interfere with contracts between parties heretofore made. This act provided debtors with food, shelter, and the means of making a living. In other words, a fresh start. Today's Texas homestead laws are, as you might expect, a bit more complicated, but the goal is the same, to help prevent people from becoming homeless in the event of a foreclosure or change in economic circumstances. So thanks to the Republic of Texas's actions back in 1836, Texans are still benefiting from protection of their homesteads. Your homestead, rural or urban, is generally exempt from being seized by creditors, except for those holding a pre-existing mortgage or lien. Texas courts continue to interpret the homestead laws broadly to help accomplish these protective goals. Homestead laws in Texas. Talk to a lawyer if you need to know more. These are just six things Texans can brag about. And we certainly do. This has been another segment of the weekly Texas Brave and Strong podcast. If you're a native Texan, an adopted Texan, or just interested in all things Texan, subscribe. 
You'll learn fascinating tidbits of Texas history that will surprise you and amaze your Texas friends. Chances are they'll tip their cowboy hats to you. For transcripts, go to lauriemoremore.com and check out the blog. Both the blog and the podcast are free. Remember to subscribe. We pledge to always protect your privacy. Texas Brave and Strong. It's the best little podcast in Texas. Thanks for listening. Y'all please come back. In the meantime, check out lauriemoremore.com for what's up with my historical novel, Gone to Texas, The Storekeeper, 1856 to 1861.